This is the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where it's all about getting the information you need from successful leading marketers to build and grow your digital marketing agency. Brought to you by Inamur Shafir, founder and CEO of Umbrella, the technology platform and brand that is powering thousands of marketing agencies around the country. Find him at UmbrellaUS.com. And now, here's your host, Inamar Shafir. Welcome to the Umbrella Marketing Podcast, where we talk with successful marketing experts about ways to build and grow your digital marketing agency. My guest today is the king of clicks. He's the author of Make Each Click Count book series, an Amazon bestseller, and the winner of the Best of Los Angeles Awards. Uh, for a Best Advertising Guidebook category, He's the host of Make Each Click Count podcast and the founder of True Online Presence Marketing Agency. I'm excited to say hello to Mr. Andy Spilchel. Am I saying that right? Spilchel. That makes much more sense. Spilchel. Excuse me. Uh, Andy, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Uh, Andy, we're going to dive into Google advertising. You're an expert on that. We know, I know all the listeners want to know about their Google advertising service providers, their Google advertising to e-com. And if they can grow their own agency with Google advertising, maybe the budgets, the ROIs and everything in between. But before we jump into that and all those good questions, why don't you tell the listeners a a little bit about your background and how you became this master at uh, Google advertising? Sure. You know, I I really just kind of fell into it. I mean, it's not what you want to hear, but I graduated from college in Los Angeles in the late 90s. And I had gone to school, I wanted to write radio ads and was just shocked at how low of an offer I got coming out of school. And I ended up taking a job as a manager for an e-commerce bookstore. This is 99 before internet's really even going. An e-commerce bookstore on financial markets. And from there, I was there until the dot-com boom of 2001 or two. The president left and hired me to run his e-commerce store. And over the next 10 years, I really just had to learn how to run ads online. And we were about a $10 million store at the top. And we were spending five, $600,000 a year on ads. So that's really where I perfected my craft before I branched out and started my own agency. Uh, and so you actually started in e-com, then you branched out to many other niches, right? You're, you, you're doing much more than e-com, uh, many types of niches. And I know today you're actually refocusing back on e-com, right? That's right. Yeah. When I started an agency, I had a lot of a mistake that a, a lot of people make. And that mistake is I just took anybody who wanted to pay me anything I'll do it for you, right? I, I know Google Ads, it doesn't matter if you're a plumber, you're a dentist, you're, I don't care what, if you're paying me, I will take you as a client. And that is such a big mistake. And so I went through that for a year and a half, two years before I finally said, you know what, what I really like is dealing with e-commerce companies. What I'm good at is e-commerce companies, mm. and I'm only going to work with e-commerce companies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's an excellent point. Thank you for sharing that. I think, uh, and we hear it from uh, several people that I, I I interviewed, that you need to be authentic. You need to be real with yourself. You need to choose the client as much as the client chooses you. Uh, I totally get it that when you need, you need to make uh, and uh, meet, then you need to take anything that you can. But when you can, start choosing to do what you like. That's, that's a big, big plus. So 
Ecom, something something I'm interested about, right? I know from my personal experience doing a lot of Google advertising, not to ecom, that Google advertising is expensive. Google advertising for agencies is low margin. Um, and now that Google advertising meets ecom. Ecom in itself is also a low margin industry if you want to compare it to uh, you know, service providers that have 50% margin, 60% margin. Ecom usually has much less. So when you have an expensive advertising channel meets a low margin, usually low ticket uh, 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 store, how does that work? Like what's, where's, the, where's the magic? Well, you know, I mean, there's a number of things. One advantage that e-commerce has over professional services is being able to really measure the conversion. So you have those numbers. If, if you're doing a professional service, you don't know. I mean, did they see your ad and then call you? Did they do this? Did they do that? What caused the conversion? In e-commerce, there's a little bit of that, but most of it is they see your ad, they click add to cart, you can see where they fall off. You can see what your conversion rate is. And most important, you can see what your profitability is on running those ads. And so that, I mean, ask the magic. I mean, that's really it, is you really just have to know your numbers and doing that to make sure that it makes sense to, to advertise. And I also heard from a friend that is doing some e-com that the brand does count. Once you go off... Um, off uh, the main uh, marketplaces like Amazon, where it's more of a commodity base, but they have their own launch tactic and other things. I know you know about that too. Maybe we can get into that. When you go into your own store, a lot of those conversion matrix coming from paid ads goes into your brand as well. And you, then the brand awareness is, you know, is that true? Yeah, you know, it, it really depends. I mean, it's going to help you advertise if you're a well-known brand, but I think that more important on the brand, it's your conversion rate. And so, you know, example, if you are a shopper and you're looking for, for Nike shoes and somebody sells Nike shoes, you're more likely to convert. If somebody's looking for red shoes and you're making your own red shoes, you're going to have a lot tougher time <laughs> trying to convert that. So I, I think it, that really affects your, your how well a brand you are as well as how well a brand are the items that you're selling. Okay, that's that's a great answer. And where are you focusing when you choose the client? Like when you want your perfect client, you already work with a ton of clients, you're going to e-com. I'm talking to the listeners now. I know they have a lot of small clients. It's not, you know, we don't get the Nikes, many of our listeners. So how do you know which one to pick? What's the main matrix that you're looking at? Yeah, when I, when I take a client, I mean, the first thing that I typically do will do a site review. Um, I charge a couple hundred bucks for that. I spend a couple hours. I really get into it and see what their conversion rates are, what they're doing now, what the market's like, because I don't want to take somebody unless I can really help them. And if their website isn't very good, isn't converting at a level that it needs to, it doesn't matter how good your advertising is. You, if you're bringing the ideal client there, it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna matter. And so I think that is really a point is I need to make sure that it has a, a sufficient conversion rate to work with and that they have the budget to be able mm -hmm. to run ads and to, to pay an agency to do it for them. 
So that opens to other questions. A, does that mean that you don't work with new e-com sites that never advertised? Meaning they're coming to you, they're saying, I don't know, we didn't have traffic before. We just, we're just getting started. Can you help us? Is, is that a no? No, it's not a no. You know, I, I took a, a startup a couple times ago, but they had, they had the funds. So if you are bootstrapping it and you can't pay an expert, you'd be better off on, you know, maybe even doing it yourself, reading one of my books, figuring out how it goes than you would, because it, if you're a brand new company, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to work through as far as your conversion rate, your ads, and it's going to take, and paying somebody to manage it, it's going to take quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And so it really just depends on your funding. I mean, the, the startup that I worked with, I worked with a couple of them, have had enough funds to be able to work through that couple months cycle before they really get going. Right. So but if, yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying, but you, you need to have, you know, it, it really depends on the vertical, how much money you need as far as your advertising. But, you know, you got to think at least probably 1500 to 2000 to spend on ads to, to really make it make sense to hire somebody to, to manage it. Right. That's the minimum, right? That's like the bare minimum. Yeah, because if you're spending, I mean, most retainers, you're looking at at least a thousand dollars a month for somebody to to manage your ads. Right. And if you're only wanting to spend a total of fourteen hundred dollars, you've got four hundred dollars yeah. left for ads, and you're paying somebody a thousand. I mean, it just doesn't <laughs> make sense. So you want to at right. least at least be spending what you're paying somebody to manage it. And that management cost also grows as your budget grows, but that's fine because it means you're doing well, you're spending more money, you're making more money. Um, you know, it, yeah, it, it does and it doesn't. I mean, one of the things that when I started my, my own agency, uh, True Online Presence, it, it really didn't make sense to me that search engine marketing companies that take a percentage of spend because it just encourages them to spend more. You know, they're taking 15%. Well, great. Uh, you know, you're, but you know, you're now spending seven grand a month instead of three. Guess what? I'm getting paid a ton more too. And so with my agency, I actually charge a flat fee retainer. If it so, goes up significantly, if we're adding more stuff, then, you know, we'll have to have a talk about it. But mostly a lot of my clients who have been with me now, six, seven years, I'm charging them pretty much the same thing as when we started. Okay, so they're still staying in that budget of a few thousand dollars a month, maybe five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars a month. Once you cross over, you know, to the twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars, and you have multiple ads and multiple funnels, you obviously need more people, more time to manage, right? So the cost must go up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But it's not. It's a, it's a. It's always been a flat fee. If, if they add more services, then we're looking at adding more. You know, it'll it'll be a bigger fee. But if they're just spending more because it's it's working well, then it's not. I mean, it's all about what services and how many products opposed to how much they're spending. Right. Okay. Got it. So let's, so you're focusing on, uh, so we're talking about small e-com right now, about a thousand dollars flat fee managing minimum $2,000. And you know, how fast is it for, let, let's, let's say a young e-com, maybe not day one, let's say a few months into it, try to do some things themselves. Now you're taking them on and they're not perfect, right? No matter how you're going to look at it, they don't have the perfect funnel, probably mediocre. And how fast do you get them to positive ROI with Google shopping ads? 
Or you know, with, with really Google Shop, needs to yeah, I mean, Google Shopping ads, if they have a, a decent conversion rate and decent, I'm, I'm talking, you know, it could be as low as 2% conversion because your Google Shopping ads are, are typically going to have a higher conversion rate because the customer sees the product, they see the price, they see the item. And so as long as the website's not scaring them away and it's not a super competitive industry where you're paying $3 a shopping click, and your profit margin is, you know, there's so many variables, but 40, 50%, typically they should find profitability within within a month. Mm -hmm. But they have to have that 40, 50%, right? If they're running on a 15% kind of, you know, margin, they're not going to get there. You know, it, it's hard to say. It really is just going to depend on the price point, on the vertical. I mean, a lot of, I have a private client who sells pond fountains which are start, you know, they're like two, three thousand dollars. Right. But he can pay six dollars a click because even if he's the 20% margin, he's still making a lot of money. So it's gonna depend on all those things, on your margin, on your conversion rate, on your price right. point. And you're really just gonna have to look at it to, to see if it makes sense. So that's a great example. The fountain, I didn't even think about a $2,000 fountain as an e-com product. I think about it as, okay, you know, booking into a call to have because people want to talk with an expert about the fountain. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. This, these things can go direct to consumer on, a, on an e-com uh, pathway. So jumping in from e-com to service providers, and specifically to agencies, do you as an agency use Google advertising to promote yourself? <laughs> you know, that's funny. No, I don't. With And that's why I don't really like to use Google for professional agencies at all. When I'm promoting my, my services and my training on Google, I run a lot of Facebook ads and Facebook funnels because I can target them a lot more. I mean, Google's coming up with their ability to, you can add the audiences, you can target, but nothing like what Facebook has, um, at least had before the last uh, update. Yeah, I but when I'm, every day. Right, but when I'm trying to to bring people into my training courses and my academy, I'm, I'm using more of, of Facebook ads to do it. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, guys. That's a very important lesson, I think, to everybody listening. You're talking about a person who is an expert at Google advertising, an expert, not a beginner, not a starter, 20 years of experience, you know, award-winning author, and he prefers Facebook advertising currently, currently for his own agency uh, than Google, but still prefers Google for e-com. This podcast is brought to you by Umbrella. Have an agency? Check out UmbrellaUS.com to grow it today. I would, yeah. No, I mean, if I'm selling products, which I had a small store that just, very, it was a very competitive niche, and so I shut it down. It was taking too much of my time. But for that one, you know, all I'm running is Google Ads. I'm, I'm not running Facebook ads for e-com at all. I'm running Google Ads and selling products on Amazon and running Amazon ads. But for e-commerce, typically... It's going to, Google ads is going to well outperform your Facebook ads. Okay. So your, so your main client acquisition today, so let's say tomorrow, a lot of the members here would like to start selling Google advertising, just as an example. And guys, by the way, Andy has a course on his website uh, that is a very, very encompassing course on how to become 
a, a, a Google marketing expert. Uh, if you go to makeeachclickcount.com, you can read about it. You can also see his book there. But let's say tomorrow they want to sell it, even if they're selling it via a, a, you know, a white label provider like Umbrella or, or somebody else. What's, what do you think their client acquisition method should be? You know, there are so many ways to do it. When you first are starting an agency, you can you know, cold call, you can just see who's advertising now and who's not doing it right and call them. Man, that's a, a great way to start. You can send direct mail, you can do freebie offers, um, trip wires, trying to get people in. Now, I mean, once you start, I think the biggest thing is more of how do you find a client is how do you set yourself apart. And to do this, you really need to build your authority so people know that you know what you're doing. And it's really the reason that one, I mean, I wrote the first book was exactly that, but not everybody wants to write a book. So you can work on your client testimonials, right. just to prove that you can do it for a company. And then once you do that, it, it really is just going to depend on how big you, you want to get. I mean, I, you know, there's, there's always the, the catch 22 with an agency is that once you get big, who's handling the accounts? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a lot of them will, will send it off to a junior marketer and then service goes down and your reviews go down. So, I mean, it's really, you need to figure out what you want to do because if you can only take a certain amount, I mean, I found my testimonials from my clients and referrals from clients is more than enough to keep me busy on the private side. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so, okay. So if you had to choose one tactic that you would recommend an agency tomorrow to start prospecting for Google advertising account, what would it be? I would look online and see people who are doing it poorly and reach out to them. And, and say, there, there are tools, there are tools to do that, to, to know who is doing that poorly. Yeah. I mean, you can look, I mean, look, do searches online, see who has really bad, badly written, poorly written, we use proper grammar, poorly written ads, see whose shopping ads are showing up on searches that aren't relevant. Hmm. Look at if they have retargeting, go to their website. Are they, do they have retargeting installed or do you see their ads? I mean, there's a lot of ways if you know what you're doing that you can see that other people that don't. Got it. And okay. once you find that out, I mean, then you can contact them and just say, hey, I did this and I got a special. Would you like me to show you how you can save money? Or would you like me to show you how you could do it better? Mm -hmm. so, I mean, one of the people that I follow online is Frank Kern. Right. And one of his sayings is the old trick, help them by actually helping them. Right. And if you reach out in doing that, find people who are doing it poorly and help them, that would be the number one tactic I would recommend for somebody who wanted to get a new client. Right. 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 So putting your best foot forward and uh, providing value before you want something in return. I, I, I completely agree with that. And uh, I want to ask you something that I saw on your website. You call advertising a moving realm. Uh, what do you mean? by that well yeah i mean i think I, I put it is a lot it's never going to be a set it forget it it's it's always going to be a moving target your trends are, are switching uh 
customers' preferences are switching. And so what works today might not work tomorrow. And so you always have to be in there. You have to always be monitoring and you always have to be testing in order to have your advertising optimized. And you always have to deal with uh, platform changes, right? As well, uh, like you mentioned on Facebook. And Google does those things as well, right? From time to time. You know, they do. They do. I mean, it's a lot more, they're not, they move like stuff around a lot, but mostly they're, they're keeping it. In. I mean, they'll, once in a while, analytics is coming up with a, with a new change this fall that's going to be difficult. You know, they're for SEO wise, they do algorithm changes. They're coming up with a big one here in June, but mostly on the interface, it really kind of stays the same. Um, so that's not as big a deal with, with Google. I mean, Facebook's horrible as far as moving stuff around. Um, they do yeah. a lot more Amazon, same thing. I think they are newer at the advertising game. And so they're still testing a lot more than Google is probably why, but, but of course there's going to be changes. Right. Uh, so tell us a little bit about, the make each click count university. Yeah, well, I talked about it a little bit is the issue with once you get as, as a bigger agency, how do you manage it? I mean, you, your time, you can hire, you can't duplicate yourself. And so for my private clients, I, I have a couple people that, on my team that I work with, but I'm personally involved with each account. So I have a limit on how much, how many private clients I can take. So to combat that, what I've done is I've launched a Make Each Click Count University. And it's kind of a three-part. I got the books, I got the Make Each Click Count podcast, and then I have the university where I'm showing people how they can do their own marketing if they're an e-commerce company, or if they're an agency, how they can do it right and how they can learn what they need to do to grow their business and, and learn different, different aspects. I've launched my signature course, which is Google Shopping Simplified Live, which went live in the spring. I did it live. It's now available as a, a recorded course. And then I'm going to working, I'm in talks with other marketers to bring in their course inside of Make Each Click Count University. Mm. So it's really going to grow as a great resource for, for people who want to learn how to do online marketing and do it right. For e-com, mainly for e-com, right? You know, it's, it's mainly going to be e-com where that's my focus, but I'm going to bring in different courses on Facebook, uh, Instagram, you know, ones where it could be applied to, to professional services as well. But again, my, my focus is always e-commerce. Right, right. So, okay, so we talked a, little, uh, a lot about Google Advertising. Google Advertising obviously goes into direct, uh, uh, direct uh, stores, standalone stores, I mean. But I also know you mentioned that you have experience with Amazon advertising. And in general, you're probably looking at the marketplace ecosystem today. Do you see a lot of crossover, meaning people who have an Amazon store also have a Shopify store, people who have an eBay store also have a Shopify store, or you have those kind of the marketplace people and the standalone brands? No, you know, there, there is a lot of, of crossover on it. Amazon, you know, Amazon's a beast. It's hard to, you know, they've just changed the e-commerce industry as far as shipping, everything else. Many people are only going to shop on Amazon. 
you know, that's it. <laughs> they're gonna, if you're not on Amazon, they're not gonna buy it. And so for that, a lot of companies do sell their products on Amazon, but you gotta realize when you sell on Amazon, you don't own that customer, Amazon does. You mm -hmm. can't reach out to them again. You can't market to them again. Uh, you're at the mercy of Amazon. They could shut you off if they want. And so for that reason, it's really important to grow your own business as well. You know, I have a story. I have one of my clients. They sell a lot on Amazon. I mean, they sell four or $500,000 a month on Amazon. Amazon said, trademark infringement, you're off. No warning. You're off. It took them three weeks to get their products approved. And because they relied on Amazon, and it was almost a half a million dollars in sales they lost. Wow. And all they could really do was beg and plead with the Amazon to let them back on. And so that's the danger if you are only on Amazon. Right. Right. Uh, and is there any plus in putting plus in means in terms of Google? Does Google give you any extra points for being on, in more places across the web? No. No, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, they are looking for the pay-per-click piece. All they're looking at is the ads. And they're running a, a real-time auction on your products, if you're using shopping, that are relevant to the searches or your keywords, if you're using search ads, how much you're willing to bid, how much your competitors are willing to bid, using their algorithm and then figuring out your ad rank or your order. They're, they don't care if your products are on Amazon, if your products are, they don't care where else it is. All they care about is what you have, how relevant they are to the search of their customers and mm -hmm. how much you're willing to pay. Are there any niches like uh, that they won't touch? For example, medical, for example, uh, let's say semi-medical, uh, Pregnancy test kits, COVID test kits. Could you do it on shopping ads? You know, um, the COVID thing, they restricted. They didn't want people profiting, and so they'll take that off. Medical marijuana, they're not touching. You can't advertise it. Um, there's a lot of gray areas. I at one time had a survival company who had... Uh, survival honey knives. One of the products that he sold was an ambush knife. Ambush was the brand of the knife, but Google read it as you're going to ambush somebody. And so his site kept getting um, knocked off of, of Google. Wow. And so there's, you know, there's some black areas, um, adult stuff. Right. Doesn't get on too much, but, but yeah, COVID, Related, your face masks are difficult. You know, what anything about, to do with, with the current pandemic, they were really tied on. And what about things that are, you know, barely touched, like cosmetic related, uh, for example, but not really cosmetic, like uh, toothpaste, uh, mouthwash, uh, things that are, have maybe claims of, you know, preventing uh, gingivitis, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of weird. I've, I've worked with, over the years, health supplement companies, which is a big one. And there are certain ingredients that if they're in the title, automatically disapproval. If, if they're in the description, then maybe not, maybe. And so it might be the same thing. I mean, for them with the health supplements, they had to have, to be approved by Google, they had to have a disclaimer on every page that said, these are not 
these results are not indicative of future results or something. I mean, they had to have a certain disclaimer that Google gave them and then they would approve it, but still not. Was it COQ12? Google hates. They, mm -hmm. they didn't want that on there. So it was just kind of interesting. I mean, you're, you know, it's you testing. mentioned tooth, toothpaste and mouthwash. I mean, you have to have a product that is different than other products out there to be successful anywhere you're advertising. I don't know how you're going to be successful selling toothpaste unless it's a toothpaste that is so unique from others yeah. that people are searching for it by name. Got it. Got it. No, for example, some people search for, uh, yep, we're getting too much niche. Uh, but uh, it, it was just an example of, uh, I wanted to talk about categories that are kind of banned or-, or, or Yeah, know, it's really the, the supplements are, are very gray area too. So it just kind of depends on some of the ingredients and, and what they're promising on the website because there is a false or misleading claim statute that, that Google will take off your products. Would you work with, uh, so we talked about $2,000 fountains, but do they also go up to things that, you know, like secondhand cars, uh, bigger, you know, high ticket items? Do they also go on shopping, uh, on Google shopping ads? You know, they could. You have new or used is one of the fields that's supported within Google Merchant Center for the feed. Mm -hmm. So you could sell a used car. I mean, I car companies really haven't because the clicks, it's going to be expensive. And it's probably a better funnel out there because there isn't really at the point where... So like the fountains are more expensive. They even go up five or six grand. But they're so different that you know what you want. You do the research, you know what you want. You want the Casco fountain, right? If you're buying a car, I want a red convertible, yeah. <laughs> you know what? There's a million choices. So right. that more gets into, you really have to be successful, have a specific keywords that you can narrow it down to. Got it. You know, if somebody's looking for a 1960 red Pontiac, then you can figure out the keywords that are just that and eliminate everything else. And you probably would do well. But if you were being more generic, it's kind of like anything. You're, you're not going to do well because your conversion rate's not going to do well and you're not able to pinpoint the keywords that are driving the, the traffic that will convert. Well, it's a lot of things to do. A lot of things to do when you're doing it. So uh, definitely, I wouldn't recommend anybody touching Google advertising unless you actually go through the training and understand exactly what you're doing. Otherwise you're just wasting money, right? Because it's very, like every point that you made is super important for the conversions. Yeah, I mean, if you have the wrong traffic, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things to do to get it right. Google's trying to make it easier. They've announced, they're really pushing their smart shopping campaign, especially if you're a Shopify store, you just send it. Google does all the advertising. Um, but it's kind of like letting the fox in charge of the hen house, right? Yeah. Or the or the agency that charges you based on spin. I mean, Google doesn't have your best interest at heart, really. I mean, they'd like to see you do well and spend money. But they'd like to see Google do better, more <laughs> than you do better. And so that's why the smart campaigns typically don't, aren't as profitable as a, as a well-managed campaign. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So this was enlightening, uh, Andy. I really appreciate uh, all the answers and all the uh, information that you gave our folks today. Uh, I think it was wonderful. Before we uh, end our session, uh, we have a little segment we do, which is rapid Q&A. Uh, I want to ask you a few questions and I want fast answers. It's not, these questions are not too edgy, but if you feel uncomfortable with any of them, you can just say pass, okay? Got it. Okay, cool. Uh, did you get along with your parents growing up? Yes. Do you have siblings? Yes. Do you have a pet? Yes. How old were you when your first kid was born? 37. When do you wake up? 5.15. When do you go to bed? 9.30. Ideal vacation? Beach. Are you a man of faith? Yes. Okay. Well, Andy... Again, thank you very, very much for being with us. And guys, go visit makeeachclickcount.com. You're going to get a ton of information from the book, from the course. Andy is the expert where it comes to Google advertising, as you heard. Thank you, Andy. Great. Well, thanks for having me on today. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where we provide the information you need from successful leading marketers to build and grow your digital marketing agency. Your host has been Inamar Shafir, founder and CEO of Umbrella, the technology platform and brand that is powering thousands of marketing agencies around the country. Find him at UmbrellaUS.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>